Welcome back to Above the Pitch. We're here to talk to you about the worst game week of my life and then game week 18 and 19 as well. Uh, So we might as well just start off uh, with... Just rip uh, the band-aid off, my friend. Yeah, Liverpool, Man United. Oh, what a game. What do you think? My team's complete and utter garbage. (laughs) Um, I've never seen such a poor performance out of Man United. Wait, I have under Mourinho, but uh, that's besides the point. Um, But on a derby day, when you know... You're playing for your fans. You're playing for the crest. You know, you're you're playing for a city, basically, and uh, literally a city, Manchester City. We're definitely hoping we would drop you guys some points. And Man United were abysmal. Um, I didn't understand Mourinho's game plan to let a team with such attacking sense and pressure on the ball just give them the ball and not even play. The team didn't play. They didn't fight. They couldn't pass. Ander Herrera clearly forgot how to press A on his Xbox remote and pass the ball to a target. I don't. It was it was terrible to watch, and you really you really saw the difference between the two teams. I um, Sorry, you can let it out. We were a bottom side table, probably twentieth place, and they were first place, <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, you have Sir Alex in the stands, just shaking his head watching this like how you you have a guy who literally took liverpool off the top and put them where they were and then to see everything you've done come to this yeah i mean it's worth mentioning last eight meetings between liverpool man united uh liverpool have either lost or tied yeah lost or tied so they haven't won a game in eight games against each other which is huge since David Moyes, who was an Everton coach. Yep. So yeah. obviously they're going to beat us. <laughs> and I have watched all eight of those games. Every game, back to back. And here we are. You know, you, you, you get yourself thinking after you watch this game, this can't be it. This can't <laughs> be it. You know, you have... You're Manchester United. You have top players. Like, top players. Like, these players play for the club because they have skill, because they know how to play the game, because they can attack. And under Mourinho, you're just defending. Yeah. And you're just defending, and you're defending, and you're expecting to defend, and then use your individual quality to win you a game, which is what we've been doing. Because our players are so good, we can win a game. But there's only so much you can do when the only thing you can do is pass the ball forward, and hopefully Lukaku Rashford can run to that ball and get it, you know, he's trying to play with a quick counterattack against a team that's quick, you know, he, he said it after the game, you know, Robertson, when does he stop running, you know, he doesn't, so your, your game plan's fraud from the beginning, you're not going to beat Robertson on the wing, ever, no way, the guy's an energy as a bunny. Yeah, well, you know, you're sitting back as Man United, you're watching Liverpool attack, attack, attack. For 24 minutes. 24 minutes? Goal. It felt like 90 minutes. Yeah, well... And the game was over when it started. I'll tell you, first game that he played phenomenal and finally gave himself a name for Liverpool, Fabinho. So, yeah. a lot of people didn't see that coming. Fabinho controlled the game. What a pass given to Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. And what a finish. Sadio Mane chesting the, the ball to himself. Ball, yeah. And then nutmegging the gear yep. in one fluid motion. And then we score. And you're like, okay, maybe, you know, we're going to upset Liverpool. You know, maybe maybe we're going to upset Liverpool. 
And then I have to watch until whatever minute Shakira comes 73. in, 73rd minute. <laughs> like, give me 70th, yeah. And, and <laughs> they get two deflection goals, and it's literally like, that's it, you know? And Mourinho goes, oh, two deflection goals the head could have saved. Uh, we were looking like we were going to start scoring and pressing the ball and take control of the game at this time. Great. Great. We're going to start taking control of the game in the 70th minute. Well, I'll be honest, you know, obviously. Not. Yeah, we did slow you down and we, we funneled you guys. Yeah, okay, great. His game plan started working a little bit. But it's too late. Well, what I was going to say was, okay, Lingard scoring, uh, that did surprise me. But it was like their first real attempt at goal. and We had six shots the whole game. I had 36. Yeah, I wasn't that concerned. As yeah, soon as Lingard put concerned. it in, I wasn't that concerned. I said, okay, it's just going to take us more time to put in right. the next goal. Uh, we were just completely dominating. Yeah. Now, I didn't know if you guys were going to come in second half, completely different team, because that does happen with United. Right. A lot of times they're a second half team, they put it in, in the last few minutes, and then win the game. Um, Halftime came at a poor time for us. Yeah. But either way, we were still garbage, so it's besides the point. And, you know, yeah, deflections. Uh, the first one, I'll give it to you, it was more deflection than not. Uh, more was, deflection than not. The- well, I'm just saying, you know, the second goal for Shakiri it was a deflection as well, but it wasn't that much off the ball. Uh, it was still a great strike. Yeah, still a great strike. But they you know, take the deflection it. off. I think with the pace, uh, it still I think had the a high chance of going over in. it. I nah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Well, the hay is all over everything that well, hasn't deflected. Well, then thank God it deflected. Right. right? Any so. shot from outside the box, it's not going in on the hair because it's being saved by the post because he didn't touch it. Yeah. So. What a what a derby game! Yeah, what a derby game! Yeah, let's move on to whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear about this anymore. We'll, we'll move on. Yeah, can't wait to, to can't wait till we get to the next game week. Right. We'll get there. We we'll get there. We'll get well, there. Let's go to Arsenal's first loss All in right. two games by by who? Southampton. So let's do it. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. gonna be Southampton. Oh, no one wants to get a uh, Mary kicked off Arsenal because Southampton beat them. <laughs> no, nothing in the news. Just oh, they just lost. Yeah, Hassan Huddle. Uh, very proud one for him. He was ecstatic for the win. Um, you know, this was a late winner, Charlie Austin, 85th minute goal. Um, and you know, they came to play. Danny Ings, yep. Brace, um, topped it off by Charlie Austin. Now, McIntyreian finally had a good goal, a uh, good game. That was nice to finally good game. see. Yeah, he was, he's he got a brace as well. Yeah. Um, he can't find his form. To find Waldo. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, Arsenal seemed to defending with their lineup. Uh, they had Granit Xhaka, they had Ganduzi and Torreira with Lichsteiner in this time. You know, I don't think that they were defending. I think they were like, Southampton are such a poor team, we can put this team out. Because you got to remember, Xhaka scored some great goals this season and won them the game. Yeah. You know, so I think it's those players needed time to play. You know, it's against Southampton. We're bottom of the table, you know. But Arsenal have such defending struggles that it can always happen. They could always lose a game. They're the most inconsistent team ever in the Premier League. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Even Ever since Arsene Wenger. They just win really good, play awesome, most amazing football playing team, basically Barcelona in the English Premier League. And the next week, they lose to... Crystal Palace, they lose to Southampton, they lose to Huddersfield, you know? Right. They're just inconsistent. They need they need defenders. Mustafi isn't good. You know, Lichsteiner really isn't that great, 
He's just dirty. <laughs> Bellerin only has pace. Lizard is a right back version of Pepe. Literally. <laughs> and Bellerin only has pace. Kalsjelnich. Okay, yeah, he's moderate. Good jolly, yeah. Uh, they got Socrates. Okay, that was a good buy, but, you know, he, he, great buy. he needs to get used to the Premier League. Yeah. Oh, he's a great buy. And they're trying to figure out how to play to the, from the back with Leno, but still, they have so many gaps in the defense. Well, I think they need a partner for Mustafa, uh, not Mustafa, a partner for Socrates. Uh, you know, Socrates is... Uh, they lost Holding, who was good for them. Yeah, Rob Holding, yeah, he was very good. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's the thing. I think they... Uh, they have the same defense over and over again with inconsistent players. Uh, Bellerin came in uh, a few years back, amazing out the gun. You know, had some great back-to-back seasons. And then he started declining. Uh, Monreal, I'd say he's pretty consistent. He I mean, was how much, great. How much last can year. one guy do? He was great last year. I think this year he's okay. I think he's been having trouble with injuries. Yeah. Um. I but just, yeah, he's good. I just think they have a half a good defense. You know, Socrates, Monreal could stay. There are not that many good center backs left. I mean, I think Van Dyke's the newest, best one. Well, you don't need the best of the best. I know? understand that, Just but... Just give him some support. There's no center backs with huge that. quality anymore. They either play in Italy, and then there's Vertonghen, now they're wild. Well, some say it might be cringeworthy, but at least a bit of an upgrade or some stability. What about Harry Maguire? You know, Harry Maguire's Maguire could be too slow. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, that's something too different. Slow. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, teams now are going to start looking at Kalido Koulibaly. Right, Man United is obviously on the pace for it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying Arsenal going to get him, but no. I mean, their transfers recently, who knows? They're basically winning because they have such great attack. Yeah. They have so, a lethal attack. So imagine them with Koulibaly. I mean, that would make a big difference. Yeah, I don't think he's going there. Well, I hope not. Yeah, he doesn't be. I don't think so. I don't think so. He should just come to Liverpool. He's going to come to Man United. Uh, Kalido, if you're listening anywhere. to this, you never know. He's not listening. <laughs> He's not listening. I can pretend. You could you could speak to him in Liverpool. He wouldn't even understand what you were saying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, what a good upset. Um, moving on to other big uh, news. So, after that game week, Mourinho out. I knew it was coming. Mourinho I out. I woke up in the morning. I opened up my phone, and uh, I was like, it was around 8, 8 a.m. Eastern, and I kept on scrolling through my phone, and because at first I didn't think it was real, I didn't think we'd actually fire him, and uh, you know, it was actually true, I kept scrolling, and it just kept on popping up, how did that make you feel? It gave me some relief, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, you put so much faith into a guy, and then after the last three weeks that they had been playing, you just knew, like, it wasn't going to get better. And you going into the season, you know, you give him the benefit of doubt, even though he's being so negative, and, you know, it just keeps on getting more negative and more toxic, and it just, it's not good for the club, uh, to be so, uh, disconnected in itself. So, you know, it's a good thing he got out. Who the next manager would be, um, whether it's Zidane, whether it's Pochettino, whether it's um, Blanc, you know. They brought in Solskjaer. Okay, club club legend. Um, happy smile face. Uh, looking to get the team back in order. So you, you say, okay, he'll have the job for six months. Um, I guess we don't need to look for 
Champions League. If we get it, great. If we get Europa League, great. But he's coming in to talk about He's coming in to talk to the players about what the club is and how to play for the club and who the club is and how you should be and just reorganize, give that club a facelift and get their emotions all back in check playing for the club, you know? And you see that. Uh, Cardiff won Man, uh, Man United 5. And you and you watch that game. Which is game week 18. Which is game week 18, right. His first game which is against Cardiff, the team that he got relegated with. Um, and you see the team come out. It was Rashford, Lingard, Martial, uh, Martial and Herrera. Right. Uh, obviously, Pogba back in, Matic in. He started with Lindelof in the center-back position, Shaw, Ashley Young, and I forgot who the other center-back was. Oh, Phil Jones. And that team brought you back to... The old Man United, where, you know, they're just attacking, 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 passing the ball forward. I can't even tell you the last time I've seen Man United pass the ball forward like that. Because you have Rashford making the best runs you've probably seen in a while on the pitch every game, and you don't pass the ball forward. In this game, they passed the ball forward, and they just kept on attacking, and they didn't worry about the other team. They literally just went out there and literally expressed themselves. Yeah. And it's like releasing caged animals. Literally, it was. And they were running all over the pitch. They had actually ran the most they have ever ran in the Premier League this season, that game, against Cardiff. Yeah. Because the old Man United thing was you'd go out there, you'd play the way you know how to play, you'd have fun doing it, but you'd run and you'd work hard. You'd be in shape. And that was the difference between Man United and other teams. You'd be in better shape than the other team. So you'd always be able to win the ball back. You'd always be able to have the ball. And you'd always pass the ball forward. And that's why we were so deadly. And that's why teams always played 10 in the back against us. Always. And, you know, it was really good to see. Yeah, it's Cardiff, bottom of the table. You know, really poor team. But, you know, we we tied 2-2 to Southampton. We lost to Huddersfield twice in a year. Yeah. You know? So the players came out. They played. They showed that really that, that they're really talented. That they they, they they they're there for a reason. That they're getting these big wages for a reason. You know that they actually can play. You know we had Lindelof almost get an assist, and we had Mourinho say our defenders can't play from the back. So you know, the negativity really affected our players. And now that they're letting them play, bam, five one against Cardiff. Let's see where else we can go with this. You know. Yeah. Then we'll move on to another shock defeat for Man City. Manchester City dropped another three Man points. City. Yeah, Man against City. Crystal Palace. Yeah. The team that doesn't know where <laughs> they belong or what to do on the field. Um, yeah, they uh, Andrews Townsend uh, has been fire. He's with, unreal. With Zaha going uh, into sleep mode. Andrew Townsend has really stepped it up. I mean, impeccable goal. I don't even, I don't well, even know. Not to mention... Uh, I believe against Burnley a few weeks back, he had a great curler uh, from the right side of the box, top left corner. He's going to have all the goals of the season for this season. He's going to win. And, you know, you saw that and you're like, all right, fantastic, great goal. But, you know, that might not happen again. You know, it's Townsend. We'll see. You know, he does that once in a while. The goal he scored against Manchester City, my, my brain couldn't even understand what that was. That was unreal. That was literally the most perfect volley shot 
that you could have done in that situation. It was literally insane. Insane. Just unbelievable. The amount of skill, class, just everything that went correctly, it just sealed the deal for that game. You could just see the face on the Man City players, especially the defenders, when that went in. Like, wow, this is happening. Yep. And uh, Man City got the first goal fast again. Again, they got the first goal fast. They always do that. Always. But again, they couldn't get a second goal. And, um... You know, Kevin De Bruyne started this game, and uh, was Aguero out this game again? Uh, Aguero was out. Aguero yes. was out this game. So, well, he came in fiftieth minute. Right, he comes back. He comes back from injury, and you don't. You have Kevin De Bruyne starting. He hasn't played all season, right? He had that one stint, and he didn't play well. He gave the ball away a lot, and um, you know, Jesus is not. The world-class striker yet. He cannot take Aguero's place. That's the reason why he didn't start against Chelsea. Uh, he's just not there. He's he's not clinical like Aguero. He can't make his own chances. And not having Aguero affects this team. But also putting in Kevin De Bruyne. I know he's probably the best player in the Premier League. But he hasn't played all season. And when he did, it was poor. And to put him into this team where they had a system where they're all flowing with each, with each other together, where they're making goals, they all know where they are, they all know where they're going to be. Putting him in here, I think, affects that team at this stage in the moment. I think, yeah, the players need to rest, but winning these games is more important than having Kevin DeBorne play a whole game and resting, say, David Silva, right? And it hurts them. And again, not having Aguero hurts them for the full game. So, I think Pep Guardiola is at fault for right now the games that they're losing. And yeah, obviously no no coach puts their their team out there to lose or a team that's weaker to lose. Obviously, it's Kevin De Bruyne. He'll make something happen, right? But I don't think he's ready for like these close-range games, these high-intensity games where both teams want to win. You know, and he's making those passes like he did. His brain's working at the speed as it was last year or the years before. Well, I think a good point to make is, um, you know, there is also different, a bit different tactics this year with Man City. Uh, De Bruyne has been out for a long time. Uh, they knew they had to adjust without him. Uh, they've made those adjustments. They've made it successfully. They've had the results to prove it. Um, so... It may not also be the fact that De Bruyne isn't ready, but it may be the fact that those same tactics are still there, and they're made to be without De Bruyne. So you can't really turn around in one week and just change everything up right. for that one player, um, and that could be part of it too. But I think another point to bring up was maybe we're seeing... Juan Bissaka what... had an awesome game. Well, Yeah. The point I'm making is maybe we're seeing the class that Ederson maybe doesn't have. Oh, 100%. I, I, I'll agree with you there. Uh, right? Shot stopper? No. Kicker? Yes. Would he be great in the NFL? Yes. Would he be great in between <laughs> two posts? No. And, you know, he's shown that. I mean, against Man United, he let up a goal because he came out when he didn't need to. He did it the week beforehand. I think it was against Spurs or something like that. Came out again when he didn't need to. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Pep needs to tell Ederson to get 
some shots on him more in practice because he doesn't get any during the game. So when he actually has to face them, he'll save them. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you can't save that Townsend goal. Um, but uh, when Man City gets shot on, they get scored on. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I'm but not Ederson's saying... incredible with his feet. One, uh, definitely one of the best goalies I've seen with with the feet ability. Uh, uh-huh. Insane passer. Insane. Uh, he could put him in the midfield probably, and he'll do a good job. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I- I'm just bringing that up because now that Man City are, uh, lack of a better term, getting exposed per se. Yeah. Um, you are start starting to see some players not performing like you thought they would. Um, Anderson's young. Yeah. Allison has at least some experience, and he makes big saves when he needs to. Yeah, Allison. Good old Allison. Yeah. Saved so, a couple of games for Liverpool recently. Yeah, he's been playing very well. So, it's just unreal. Unbelievable. Uh, as a Liverpool fan, it's tempting. Um, it's amazing. But I also need to keep myself a bit composed because who knows? We have half the season to go. Uh, but I've got around 20 games left. I didn't think one, and you didn't think, that Man City would be dropping more than six points maybe the whole season, let alone to small teams. So Yeah, they dropped uh, three games in four weeks. So that's huge. That's um, huge. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, again, Man City dropping points, we'll go to Man City dropping points in game week 19 against oh. Leicester. Yeah, so there you go. Um, again, they scored early, seventh minute, I think it was. This is their third loss. So, something like that. This is they their scored third early, loss. didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did score early. They scored in 14 minutes. Uh, that was through Bernardo Silva. And, again, they had another screamer. Uh, Ricardo Pereira, corner kick, top box, put it right in. And it was like, wow, this is happening. And, you know, Leicester just beat Chelsea the week before. Leicester are coming big. They're coming big. They're still looking at the top three, and they're like, we're not worried about anybody. And good for them. Uh, James Madison, young boy. James Madison is playing a beast. his heart out. Yeah, James Madison is a beast. He had that knock when he was in form, which kind of stinked. Um, but he's back, and he, you know, he plays well. And Leicester have a lot of players that come up at different times. Uh, like Albrighton, um, obviously Madison. Um, Vardy's been a little inconsistent. I think he has an outing with the coach, I think, that they don't like each other. I think that's what I hear. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure about um, that. But solid. Solid all-around team. Yeah, great performances. Um, yeah, they, they put up a fight, and they really finished uh, Man City off again. Now, the two teams that are really hot right now um, are Leicester and West Ham. Uh, they're both sitting very close to the top six. Leicester... Uh, at the end of everything is at seventh place and West Ham at eight, uh, ninth place. Um, you know, so funny. So before we get into this, but now we look at Everton, right? Everton game week eighteen against Spurs, annihilated six to two. It was just a goal clinic. Uh, Youngman's son put it in. Goals left and right, two goals. Harry Kane, two goals, and Deli Ali and Ericsson. 
you know, fantastic performance. Everton not looking good. Everton coming the week after. They're they're winning 5-1 against Burnley. Yeah, uh, Everton have had, I think, a couple of game weeks where they just get thrashed on. Yeah. And then the next game week, they'll do well. They just wake up, yeah. Um, Lucas Digne really proved his name, proved his worth last game. Uh, free kick, phenomenal. Second goal outside the box. You got to be kidding me. Guy's a left back. Yeah. You know, young uh, Frenchman. So Also, uh, talking about the Everton game, sorry. Um, uh, Peters, the right back who came in for Trippier, right? Yeah, what is up with that? Uh, three assists in one game. Obviously, the first one was pretty basic. But yeah, man, that's that's some presence. And that's good to know that when Trippier's out, you have a kid, young, uh, who can, you know. Kyle Walker. Put that put that work in. <laughs> Kyle Walker has never left. Yeah, he never left. And uh, helped the team out. Yeah, uh, and that was against Bournemouth, 5-0. And how funny is it? The one top six team that I feel no one's talking about is Tottenham. Yeah, the reason why anybody talks about Tottenham is because Pochettino might go to Man United next season. That's the only reason they talk about uh, it. They just put 11 goals in two games. But this whole season, they've been there. They've been in the top three. Yep. And they win games where they shouldn't win games 1-0, which is what I always say what a championship team needs to do. They need to win dirty when it when it comes down to it. And, you know, they're really close to the top right now. They're second place. And... Really, anything could happen because even though I don't feel like Liverpool's going to choke, if they do, we might see Tottenham win their first ever Premier League. Oh, please don't ever say that. And, you know, no one even still has them in the title race. They think Man City's going to drop. I mean, uh, they think Tottenham's going to drop points. They think Liverpool's going to drop points. And Man City's going to go back on top. But I don't know if that's the case. Well, let's take it to game week four. I think Watford's still going to win the league. Yeah, they had a good start, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, you remember their start, and everyone started already talking about that? Unlucky for Man United to verse them when they're on fire. Now Watford like... sitting at 10th, and Bournemouth at 12th. Yeah. And they were the two small teams that were great. Well, Wolves, where are Wolves at now? Uh, Wolves are at 11th. Okay, so those teams came back to earth. Um, now, Leicester and West Ham are climbing. Yeah, uh, they're always going to climb. They, they should be climbing. They should be in the top 10. They should be around between 6 to 10. Now, they lose... West Ham lose to Watford 2-0 in game week 18. That's okay. That happens. And then come back the next week and beat good old Southampton 2-1. Felipe Anderson. He's been their star player. He's been their star player. Yeah. He's playing awesome. Two quality goals. Uh, One of them taking it from uh, the left side of the box, bringing it inwards and curling it. That's what he does. That's what he does. He's solid signing from West Ham. Felipe the Curler. And, you know, they had a bunch of solid signings. They have a good squad. Their squad is solid. Maybe they could use another creative midfielder or a holding midfielder and bruise up the back a little bit, but they have the ability to score. Yeah. Yeah. From so many players. I'm just excited to see when uh, their two injuries come back. Two big signings, two big men. You're already handling with Felipe Anderson. Does Felipe Anderson kind of go into the shadow when they come back? Does it make him stronger? I think it makes him stronger, you know? and I think they give him the ball more. I don't so, think the ball goes back to Arnautovic. I remember saying that when they first signed Anderson and Yarmolenko, it would take some time, but they're both going to adjust. Now, Anderson's proved that. 
Uh, obviously, Armalenko has been injured, so can't prove that yet. Right. But I bet you he also performs well. Um, then, again, the inconsistency. Arsenal. Arsenal. Brighton. One Brighton. Brighton. What are you doing? You score early. You tell me you <laughs> you can't you can't score another good goal in the ninety minutes that you have like eighty minutes you have left in the game. Yeah. Again, what did I say last time? Last time they lost, they had Lich Steiner playing. They had three CDMs on the pitch, and again they don't perform well. I think. Just Arsenal. keep the team. Just they just gotta keep attacking. That's I understand it's a lot of games in the short in the shorthand of time, but you gotta keep something similar in the midfield. That's your connection, you know. Yeah, just keep attacking. I don't think it's good to have that many defenders on the pitch. You know, four defenders, three CDMs. You're playing Brighton. Just go out and attack them. Yeah, you shouldn't be defending. It's Brighton. Uh, Masudo Zil, uh, you know, trying to control the midfield. Doesn't play that well. So, you know, a lot of struggles going hey, on Hey, he there. has a good game. He has a bad game. He's an original Arsenal player. You can't expect anything else from him. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Um, he was born and bred into that team. You can't, you can't fix that. And, you know, we're being tough on Arsenal because you expect more. You know, they are a respectful team. Right. They are very respected within the Premier League. They're top flight. That's why you're being tough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But no one talks you know, about it. You know, uh, Une Emre, great start. Great co- completely deserves it. Super great start. Yeah, fantastic manager. The team is playing great. For the first year and him, they're, they're all learning his type of style. They're all playing great. And, you know, some will say, all right, you know, cut them some slack. They lost a couple of games. They've been playing great. Yeah, of course. But, but who they lose to and who they drop points against. Yeah, you know. It's not like they have Mourinho there telling their team to defend against Bournemouth <laughs> and uh, Huddersfield and all the bottom league tables. They actually go out there and attack, but you got to put in the right team. I understand he's trying to get uh, used to the team, but you, if you know you put in three CDMs and you have a defensive-minded team, why are you defending against Glenn Murray? <laughs> Glenn Murray. The guy is 50 years the old. The the legend. He's 50 years old. What do you need to defend against? His legs are going to come out underneath him. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, you know, where's Glenn Murray sitting right now? He's 12th in the uh, rate. Well, actually tied for 7th for the Golden Boot. Which, which is, is good. actually pretty funny. Which is good. Now, uh, we had two other games. Uh, we had Man United that had played. Uh, they did very well again against Huddersfield. Pogba. What do you think about Pogba? Is he back? Is he proving his worth? He never left. He just decided to start trying again. You think he's finally playing with heart? You see, when when you have Mourinho, you can't. He literally, it's been shown in the last two games. When you have Mourinho as a coach, you cannot go out there and express yourself. And this is what having Ole is about. Just the players going out there and just playing. You know, with Mourinho, you have to go follow his tactics. You have to... You have to follow his instructions, what he wants you to do, where he wants you to play, how you have to play. You have to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You know, okay, you have to go back and forth and you have to play, right? But we just talked about last podcast how Ole wants the team to just get the ball back as quickly as possible, run, and have the most energy like a Man United team. Essentially, that's what Mourinho's asking, no? But the fact is, Mourinho didn't tell them to pass the ball forward. 
He always wanted a counter-attack play. And, you know, that's not how Man United is. Man United is all about having possession, having the ball, being in command, you know, being the big club that they are in front of you and having you fear them for being on their pitch, you know. And all the players are just going out there and they're just playing. They're having a good time. That's literally what it is. Yep. They're just playing. They're attacking. They're having attacking football. And it showed again. Uh, you know, I would love for them to have a clean sheet. They, ha- I mean, they're making De Gea look like one of the worst goalies of the year. Like, they barely have any clean sheets. Uh, probably less than five. And, you know, that's definitely something they owe De Gea and they owe uh, Ole at least to keep a clean sheet. Uh, the defense just needs to fix itself and not get beat on set pieces. I think Pugba needs to work on set pieces and defending them. Because, you know, they do score on us a lot when Pugba is defending the set piece. It usually comes from his man. Um, but Pugba, fantastic game. Rashford, another fantastic game. Um, the wingbacks, fantastic. Everybody's playing well. Even Fred had a great game. Um, but Pugba definitely showing his ability and showing that he can be, you know, top five midfielder in the, in the world. Yeah, that he is a world-class footballer. Yeah, and I think he's going to keep proving his worth. So uh, we'll see how uh, Man United pan out in the next game. Uh, And last but not least, uh, Liverpool playing Newcastle. Um, My favorite man, unfortunately, Rafa Benitez, back to Anfield. Great moment to see him there. Um, Unfortunately, we have to root for our team. We got to watch them win. Right, you got you to beat them up. So, you got to beat them up. This Newcastle. 4 nothing. Now, 11 minutes in. Out of everybody. Hashtag best, midfield, best defender in the world. The Jean Lovren with a volley. Yeah, that was a good volley. <laughs> what is there. going on? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe what I watched. Uh, yeah, Lovren was, better than Lukaku. That was something out of the blue. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if Lukaku's going to get a certain position anytime soon with the way Rashford's playing. But Lovren had a sweet volley there. Yeah, it was really nice. What goal. is that? And you know, I mean, that's what you need your team to do. I mean, that's how like, you win games. It kind of brought me a bit of a flashback of that one goal we had. I believe it was last season. Uh, Clavon and Lovren. I think it was like a header to Lovren from Lovren, and then Clavon put it in at the last second. You know, it just. It's good going off the back of when Van Dyke scored last week. Right. He had um, a fantastic game last week. We didn't mention that. Fantastic yeah. game last week. And it goes to show that, you know, how you say you think a winning team needs to win those gritty, dirty games one nothing. In my opinion, a big uh, tactic is... Having goals come from every source. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, especially defenders. Yeah. Because you don't expect it. But you know what? If your defender puts a goal in, what is the other You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Van Dyke won player of the year for the Premier League. I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? Because. because, No, no, I'm saying, why not? Yeah, yeah, he definitely can. Yeah, I agree. He, I mean, the guy, like, I I saw a meme last night and it said uh, uh, Van Dyke took a shit in his bed and still woke up with clean sheets. (laughs) So, you know, the guy is the best defender in the Premier League, hands down, uh, maybe in the world right now. Absolutely insane. Insane. He's literally like Colossus. Now, I have to bring up, watching Liverpool, you see 
you see world class top flight players come all the time, right? Not you know, not in abundance, but you right. see them. Torres, Suarez, some can argue Sterling, um, you know, Van Dyke, Salah, right? Yeah, Xavi Alonso, yeah. Xavi Alonso. Yeah. The list, you know, we have a good list. Yeah. Now, the frust- the most frustrating part about being a Liverpool fan, at least within the last 10 years, is watching these players. They come, they develop, they're phenomenal players. And then as you're watching them, you just know, I'm not going to see them next season. But now I'm you have... most likely not going to see them. Now you have a team that's going to stay. Coutinho had to mention him too. And I remember back-to-back watching Suarez, him leaving. Watching Coutinho, him leaving. I watched the season before they left, and I said, unfortunately, they're so good, they're going to leave. They don't have enough around them. You can't... You're going to be content with yourself if you stay. And I didn't really blame Suarez for leaving. You know, he made a guy like Sturridge look unbelievable. Now, Sturridge is a great player. I always said he's a great player. Big fan. But the goals he made, without Suarez, it wouldn't have happened. Right. 100%. Suarez is that creative. Suarez was just making goals out of literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And this might be the first time since I've been watching, I'm seeing a guy like Van Dyke, seeing a guy like Salah, and I'm saying to myself, I'm actually not worried about losing them because they're being surrounded by quality. And you know what? I think the biggest move for Liverpool uh, in the next transfer window, maybe not January, but at least the summer, if you could just buy one thing and one thing only, buy a quality center back to pair up with Van Dyke. And I'm not just saying that, you know, just so we have a really strong defense uh, in, in your starting lineup. And I'm not, and I know when people say, well, what about Joe Gomez? Oh, so now you're not going to develop a young player. So this is what happens to England all the time. There's a good, promising English player, and then you want to replace him. And I'm not saying that. But what you need is you need depth. When you're, when you're in the title race, when you're trying to win Champions League, what happens if Van Dyke gets injured? Then what? You got Matip and Rolver. No, that's not real. They're not that good. But They're... no great center back is going to stand on the bench. But what I'm trying to say is, if you bring in one more quality center back, and he could start with Van Dyke, and we can rotate him with at least Joe Gomez, because Joe Gomez is okay. phenomenal. I understand. Look, right, then take it. You take Lovren, a mid center back. Lovren's probably going to end up leaving. Honestly, we just... I don't think Lovren Honestly, leaves. we should keep him. You're because not he's best you're not, lo- you're not losing. You're not losing Lovren. Yeah, 100%. I, I guess what I'm saying is losing him is in uh, keeping him in your core team. You know, yeah, he's, he's going to be the guy that comes once in a while because well, you Gomez is definitely going to start over him. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think that's big because Gomez can get injured easy. If Van Dyke ever gets injured, you're folding. You're not going to win any major tournament with Lovren and Matip in the middle. Matip As of has right been now. Good. Matip has been good, though. Yeah, he, he's been good, but... That's also when he's being complimented with Van Dyke. Right. I don't think they're going to give you the same performance together. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let alone just with Van Dyke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, if they make one more, get a quality center back, that's going to solidify everything. You're going to have... Van Dyke is going to be the most... He's going to be a pig and shit. You know, you got Robertson on your left. You got Trent on your right. Joe Gomez... And another quality man, just like you. So you don't feel like you're carrying the burden. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't feel like... Because he'll be the guy where if he gets injured, he has to force himself to stay on because he knows it's going to crumble if he right. leaves. 
And right. that you don't want a player to feel like that. Of course, you want that in intensity, but you want to be able to say, you know what, man, like come off real quick. We'll put Joe Gomez in your place, and he will be confident that he's going to do well. So, I think that's what we need to look for. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a record-breaking uh, transfer. Um, obviously, one guy that comes to mind that we've talked about before, uh, a guy like Kalido Kulavali. Now, I think he's going to be too much money. Yeah, I wouldn't pay that much money. Is he worth it? To some teams, yes. Yeah, yeah. Definitely um, worth it. I don't think we should spend that much. But a guy of his caliber, if he came into the club, unreal. A guy like Socrates, unreal. You know, uh, those are the guys I that... think Socrates is, is, a, is a tier purchase that you can and will buy. Because he's not. Socrates isn't top flight. He's a mid-tier good, good defender. Well, right? i put him in top 20, top 15 center backs. Yeah. You know? I would. I mean, that list doesn't look as amazing as it did in the past, say, in the last 10, 20 years. You know, but. I guess so. But still, this is in the world. This is who you're picking right, from. Right. You're not going to get better. Um, so that that's that's just the point I'm making. Um, but I don't think Klopp goes out and buys a center back. I think he still wants a cam. And that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I think he's, I think he's completely fine with the defense. And I think he just really wants a cam. Well, here's the issue, too. Uh, and we won't spend too much longer talking about uh, just Liverpool. But, you know, you get a cam. Look what we're doing right now. Firmino is starting to transition to a cam. Because, honestly, he's more of a center forward this year yeah. than a striker. And it's more of like in a full snide position, if anything. Um, causing him not to be the leader in goals. Um, we're putting Salah up top, we're sliding Shakiri to the right. I think that's been working great, right? I think having one more person of depth, don't even have to buy him. You have let, let me ask you something. Go ahead. I think, you don't have to agree with me, okay. but I think Coutinho leaving, going back to what you're saying, was the best thing that could have ever happen for Liverpool. I think if you kept Coutinho, you would not be where you are today. I mean, of course. Um, if you told me that the time where he left or even I think I did last year, I know I'm just saying, or even last year, I would have completely disagreed with you, but seeing where we've come, seeing what we've done, agreed, you know, it was a sacrifice. I think you needed to get rid of him to start this whole new build. Yeah. And some people say Magic Coutinho in this lineup. I don't see him. No. Um, a caliber player like him, now imagine Fakir in this lineup. Right. Right? That's the caliber that you're looking for. Uh, if you're going to shop for a cam, if you're going to be using Shakir as a rotational for Firmino up top, Fakir is the man you're looking for. He gives you that final depth up top, and you should not buy anybody else. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it would be, it, it was great watching Coutinho, one of my favorite players. He was unbelievable, but you know, unfortunately, that's how life goes. You have to move on. Sometimes you have to give up something great to get something even better. Um, and you know, it's a good thing we're not Tottenham. Yeah, uh... <laughs> and we and we didn't spend Coutinho money the wrong way. So um, we did well. Scored four nothing. Um, it was a great week. So uh, let's just recap by talking about the table quickly. Um, at the moment, we're uh, played nineteen games. Liverpool sitting at first place with 51 points. Tottenham at second with 45. City, third, 44. Chelsea, uh, fourth with 40. 
and Arsenal fifth with 38. That's your top five there, uh, obviously trailing with Man United, Leicester, and Everton. Uh, we have a lot more to go. Uh, we're halfway through the season, looking very promising. Will Liverpool hold on, or I hope not. will they be the only team again to blow the league I hope uh, after fa- after being first uh, at Christmas? Can't so, wait to see your face when they do it. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, you're not going to see any of that. Uh, so thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you again.